list for a Wednesday. Troy Barney's in studio. Callie Oaks on the phone. Good morning. What's up? Good morning, my friend. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing all right. Hey, question. If you walk down the street in uh, in Kentucky right now and pulled 10 random Kentuckians and you held up pictures of Aaron Judge, Mike Trout, and Mookie Betts, how many of them do you think could recognize one of the three? Uh, no. Depends where you go. I mean, depends who's in the 10 people that you ask. <laughs> Let's say 10 average casual sports fans. You know, typically typically they're involved. They live and die by Kentucky I think they're gonna. I think they're going to recognize Judge and Trout before they recognize Betts. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, but, but, yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's really answering your question. It's like creating a new question. But that is great. It, it, it actually it creates layers of questions each way and in, in here and there. And you know, we were talking about that with with, with Troy this morning because he just asked, you know, is baseball still the national pastime? And I said, no. I think right now, I think if you looked at it, it would be basketball. You know, between March Madness and then what happens with the NBA playoffs and how each thing is talked about, I think right now it's basketball because everybody thinks they can play basketball because they've all got a hoop in their yard. Yeah, and that's you know obviously if you, there's people in Kentucky that would feel that way, I still think it's the NFL. I mean, I, that's what I'm saying. I agree with you, Kelly. Me too. Yeah, I mean, I, I no matter how much they try to kill the NFL, the NFL is still <laughs> is still king. But uh, you know, basketball I think has made a comeback. I mean, I, and, and maybe it's maybe it's just that they're smart enough to keep it in the news cycle now. Like this week, I keep hearing about. We never used to even hear about who the NBA MVP was. Now they're doing what uh, what hockey and, and football does, and putting it on a show on prime time, and it just keeps it, it keeps it on the air for another week beyond the draft. And, and now you're almost in the July, and uh, you know then, then it's going to extend to where's LeBron going to end up, where's where, you know where's Kawhi Leonard going to end up, and so so you kind of. You could see the NBA kind of staying in the in the news, and, and you know the NCAA already does. With you know, it's basically that's a year-round cycle with who's going to be in the draft and who's not, and where's everybody. You know, they've turned college recruiting into a into a, a year-round thing now because where so and so going to land, and and where are they going to commit, and blah blah blah. So yeah, I, I think like anything else, they've done a good job of uh, you know basketball itself has done a good job of yeah. keeping itself in in the high profile for. Do you think the NBA calls LeBron and said, look, don't make the decision too quick. We want to drag it out, like all of July, maybe middle of August, you know. Wait as long as you can. (laughs) Take your time. I'm sure. Take your time. I honestly think that that's a thing. It's probably true. Yeah? Isn't that sad? It does keep him in the news, though. Either that or even he's media savvy enough to know that, okay, if he does that, it's it's better. It's better for him if the league. Realness? If it's better for the league, it's better for him in the long term. So sure. I mean, uh, he, he's going to benefit. He's also giving sure. people way more time than they should to think about where he's going to end up and change their minds. Hmm. So you yeah. never know. It's going to start up with something different. Decision 2.0. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I guess this one would be three point oh, right? Yeah, right. You know, yeah, three, yeah, at least first time around now. Yeah. I mean, it was a little. I think the second one was a little anticlimactic, but. Uh, and maybe got maybe got less publicity than one and three, but because uh, mm. I think we kind of knew he was probably headed back toward Cleveland. But uh, yeah, it's it's this round three for this. This is getting a little a little old, <laughs> right? Talking with Callie Oaks of the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. I saw um, it was a good retweet you put up the other night uh, about Nick Mayo. Uh, they're already yeah, looking I think at him. We're going to talk about that. There's a couple of retweets this week. One, one, the fact that anytime you're, anytime you go to EKU or one of the 
Old Western or one of those campuses and you make the Lexington News, you're doing something. I was going to say, because that's, I'm like, wait a minute, that's the Lexington News. Don't they only focus on the Wildcats? I mean, yeah, I know I there's know. other when, schools when in Kentucky. You, but. When, you hype your, when you hype yourself as, you know, big blue coverage or, you know, you've got some slogan for it all the time. If you're from one of the other schools and you make it on there, you're doing something well. So it's the Sun and uh, Journal of Auburn Lewiston. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's like uh, if if you could if you yeah kind of if if you're if you're from one of the uh, the MVC schools uh, to, to to make the to make the Lewiston Auburn paper, I guess. But right. No, it, it, on a, on a, in a manner of speaking, yeah. But uh, I guess there's. People are starting to take that uh, his NBA possibilities pretty seriously. I mean, I had heard that after his junior, during his junior year, and that he would consider uh, getting an agent and, and looking at all that. And I was like, well, I don't, I don't know, but it seems like it seems legit now. I think there's, uh, and the other thing that I retweeted last night was a little clip of I think EKU put it out there of him. Uh, shooting threes from the top of the key and about 15 in a row went in, you know, just effortlessly. The guy's obviously, you know, being 6'9 helps, you know, whatever weight life growth spurt he had has certainly helped. And just the amount of work that he's put in and, and uh, yeah, and, and he's, he's got a new coach who I'm, I'm very familiar with, yeah, he's a Scott County grad. So uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of things to be excited about around here with Nick and uh, hopefully he can uh, have a, a, a strong, healthy senior year and see where this takes him. It's pretty great. It's pretty. I'm pretty rooting cool. for him hard. Yeah. I mean, as a guy that you know has been through pretty much the same thing he has, um, I want to see like him have the opportunity to be able to you know make the league or at least have a chance. Like that's huge, especially coming from Maine. I mean, will he be the only one? Boy, that's a good. Well, it's it, it, it's funny. Pro- probably the the only. I was thinking about that last night too. There are a couple. Everybody. From other parts of the country, when you talk about Maine, they've, they've read these things like Sports Illustrated did a thing, who's the best so-and-so from each state. And when that happened uh, a few years ago, they, they listed Jeff Turner, who played at Virginia. Now, Jeff Turner was born in Bangor, Maine, but I don't think he lived there beyond maybe age one or two. So he's not, he's not right. a Mainer. He didn't right. play high school ball in Maine. Uh, it's funny. Last night I was thinking about if you if you want to look at a guy who has Maine and Kentucky connections, Nick is not actually the most famous one to the, to this point. Uh, if trivia wise, if you look back about forty years ago, Billy Ray Bates. Anybody remember him? <laughs> he was a guy that I wish uh, Haley was in today because he'd be like, Oh yeah, I just I remember him. Yeah. Yeah. He he played he played at Kentucky State. And then was drafted, uh, I think, by the Rockets. Third back when they had seven or eight rounds or whatever it was. Third round, he ended up in the CBA with the Maine Lumberjacks, and he was a big, he was a big hero with the Lumberjacks. He was known for. I think he was, I think he was breaking backboards before Daryl Dawkins was. So, and then he ended up with the Trailblazers and had a couple of decent years. But uh, yeah, he, he was he's the last guy with Maine slash Kentucky connections that I can remember. He wasn't from Maine or anything. But, no. It's amazing because if you go in and you go to Basketball Reference and you go to guys who's, who they say attended high school in Maine, there's this great list of guys, right? And you look oh, and you yeah, see MCI. Eric Barkley, <laughs> Karam Butler, Brad Miller, Katino Mobley, Mamadou Injai, you know, all these names. And I'm like, oh, I remember that guy, Dermar Johnson. Yeah, he went to MCI. Oh, well, okay. New Hampshire's yeah. got a few of those, too. <laughs> well, Vermont's getting a few of those, too, because the Vermont Prep School is real. Yeah. The Vermont Prep School League and Academies are really becoming big. The Prep, uh, the prep Academies up here in New England now are great. Some of the, I mean, some of the top, most of the top guys are all playing that one, at least one year of prep. 
uh, nowadays, it, it seems like. Yeah, I mean, even Zach Middlestat left Mount tweet, Blue. Uh, tweet, somebody, was, somebody who attended a prep school in Vermont was, quote-unquote, going to become the first player with Vermont connections drafted since 1984. So I'm like, well, that's kind of taking liberties because he's not That is Vermont. totally taking... Yeah, this is not like yeah. the pride and joy of Enosburg or something, you know? <laughs> like, he didn't just come rolling in out of St. Albans, you know? That's no. not... Oh, no, it man. Was, it, it's it definitely New England's becoming a, a place for that. But what? Uh, apparently Maine, Maine becoming a, a, a place for the NHL, too. How about that last week with the with Wall Street? I know. Talk with Callie Oaks from the Sun Journal. Can you can you explain something to me? Because uh, I still continue. You know, the the Red Sox have had this the, hell of a year so far, and the only thing anybody talks about with this team is their former first baseman, who may or may not have uh, been connected to drugs. Like that's been the oh, man. that's I'm been the full thing. Like what? How do you get to that point as a franchise where that's what you're focused on right now? Like there's there's kind of a big series coming up this weekend, so you know. People will kind of talk about that because it's Red Sox-Yankees, but it seems like any other time they're not interested. The negativity is bred in them, okay? It it doesn't matter how many world championships you won between 2004 and 2013, okay? The the 76 years before that, or 86, or whatever the heck it was, I don't even remember, 86. It's bred in them, okay? It's... You, you dwell on the negative. You're waiting for the other shoe to drop constantly. I mean, and this guy's already gone. He's not, he's not, uh, and I don't understand the fascination with Hanley Ramirez. Everybody was acting like that was going to be the end of the world, that he was that he was being released. They couldn't believe it. It's like, I don't know, he's a good player. He's not certainly not the franchise. I didn't understand the, the fascination with it uh, when, when it actually broke, and I don't understand the fascination with it now. I think, you know, I, I they've moved on, you know, so, I don't know, I, 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 right now it seems like he's guilty of choosing bad friends, and, and, and there's a lot of people in the world that could be said about so. Yeah, that's a, that's a, sort of a, there, there's a lot of people that, that could do that, although I gotta tell you, if you're FaceTiming me at 1130 at night, it better be real damned important, and you better be real damned important for me to be answering, Okay. I can think of a very short list of people that I'm answering a FaceTime for at 11:30, okay? Yeah, and I, I just maybe maybe Hanley maybe Hanley's just a friendly guy. I just found that a well, little peculiar. Not, nothing good happens after after midnight. Well, maybe yeah. maybe you can move that up to 11 o'clock because it's not. Man, what was the old Chris Rock thing where he said all ATM machines should be equipped with a thing after midnight where it's, you know, it's, it's, there's like some voice or face on there that goes, "Come on, man, what are you doing with your?" Are you really sure you hey, want to do this? What are you doing? There's certain Back activities up. at a certain time of day that just should not be happening. Back right. up a couple of steps. What are you doing? That should just yeah. That should just go. That should just not be happening right now. Man, man, oh man. No, what is the what is the hands off period down in Kentucky? I know here it's it's, it's right a little now. different. It's, it's on right on. now. They call it the dead period, and it started uh, Monday at midnight, and it goes. It's actually 15 days. I guess they throw in an extra day just for just for good measure. Uh, it goes through the Fourth of July week, and I believe July 10th, everybody's allowed to start uh, practicing really? or doing whatever they do again. Uh, football here, July 11th. You can start football, and a lot of people do, but uh, the coach here thinks it's overkill. He does kind of like a slow, steady conditioning program for a couple weeks to get them. Get him back in the in the shape a little bit, and then he then he starts practice on like twenty or somewhere in there. 
When do they stop practice? Uh, you can start July 10th uh, for all oh. four. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there will be games. There will be games for volleyball, soccer, uh, you know, the, the second week of August. And then football Football games will start on August wow. 17th, I believe, regular season. So, yeah. So what So <laughs> what does is, a sport? This is, yeah, this, is, this is the only break I get right now. What does a sport like basketball, what's their summer look like then? They play, um, I mean, the, the school here from from Memorial Day until last week played anywhere from 20 to 25 games. Now, they, they split it up. There was a, they had two teams. They had kind of like, uh, you know, the prospective varsity and then maybe some, some kids that are probably going to be JV, and they each played their own schedule. Uh, they go to they go to camps. They go to team camps. They they do some you know they do some play day type things, round robin type events. But they get in a they get in a pretty full schedule in about four weeks. Now, some some schools will even work out in August once they're once they're allowed to again. Uh, they're they're probably not going to get back together here in Scott County till September because coach. Uh, Coach thinks they don't need uh, it. will be a little bit of overkill. They get basically the whole team back. There's high, high, high expectations and hopes uh, here, but he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to burn them out, so he's going to wait till September before they. So, and then you have the case of you know kids that play football, soccer, whatever. They're they're not necessarily going to be there. The, the workouts are pretty much voluntary uh, for them, and they'll they'll maybe shoot around once or twice a week while there are other sports going on. But so they don't have a sports well, season policy like we do in Maine. No, you're you can play you can practice basketball year round basically other than that dead period or you can do things that are related to basketball. Now, you know. I can see the good and bad parts of that. Uh, if you have good coaches that are that understand what what youth sports is supposed to be about and, and, and let them play let them play the three sports and don't give them a lot of harassment, which is the case where I live. Then it's then it's all good, and, and I think generally, from what I've seen, you know, the good taste prevails there. But I'm sure you can I'm sure you can find places where there's pressure put on a kid not to play one sport as opposed to another. The state has really emphasized it big time. Uh, in the two years that I've been here, they they just instituted an award for kids that play three sports. Uh, I think they call it Triple Threat Award or something. They had about 1,800 kids that. That qualified for it, so uh, there, there's an emphasis on that, uh, not not getting kids burned out on any one one thing. But uh, yeah, the the rules are pretty lax compared to Maine. Okay, did either since I've got both of you here, I mean one in studio and one of you by phone. Did you guys show any of your friends or colleagues or people that you know in the areas that you were? The tweet of the dunk that was called the technical oh, from yes. the tournament. Did you? Did you? Can, yeah, I, in a heart can you I, please? I shared, ex- I shared that, and people were highly offended by. It. Okay, <laughs> they were like, you think? Serious? Aghast. Okay. I literally got. I retweeted it, and I. I don't remember what I said about it, but it was very. Uh, Caustic against it. Yeah, it was not obviously. The best. It yeah. was more like uh, I'm kind of sick to my stomach that right, this yeah. is uh, right. this happens from where I'm from. And what we're talking about literally is a kid dunked it in a high school game, and it happens all the time now in Maine high school basketball, and they got technical for just dunking the basketball. Yeah, because and that's ridiculous mm-hmm. to me. <laughs> and it just tells you how far behind being high school, maybe even middle school basketball is compared to everywhere else. Like 
these, uh, I don't know what's going on in the refing association. They're talking about, what are they talking about? Yeah. And then they had the meeting later, right? Yeah, and nothing changed. Nothing. Nothing. Get all of them out of there. Yeah, they they, they <laughs> kind of laughed it off. and they, You, you know, went to the meeting, they, right? They, they, I was they, not there for that. There's this real smug thing about, well, this is what the rule says. And, well, we all know what the rule says. The rule was written by... James Naismith, probably. Yeah. <laughs> Climbing up to the peach basket, right? And I don't know if you guys but are... We, but we do move on. You know, we do we do adapt to the times in this world, hopefully. Yeah, well, it's going to uh, be people like you and I that are putting it on blast on social media. Constantly. Yeah. Got to. Yeah. Because yeah, I remember... It, it was laughable here. We got, we got a kid here that's being recruited. He's got like... Yeah. 30 D1 offers, and he was he was one of you guys. What, he goes, what's going on up in Maine, man? And you know, I was talking to him, and I said, basically, every dunk you've ever done in your life would be a technical foul in Maine. <laughs> <laughs> How does that make you feel? He's like, man, I, I can't imagine. So, yeah, it's embarrassing. And I, I kind of tried to explain, well, you know, during the regular season, they didn't call as many of those. But but even three or four years ago, you know, at the end of my run up there, I, I was seeing, you know, Andrew Fleming get called for for, for you know, hanging on the rim on some dunk. I, I saw it happening even in regular season games even back then. So it wasn't like yep. it was a new It thing happened with me. I called. played against Lewiston my senior year and Lewiston, and I dunked it uh, two hands, held on to a little bit longer than normal, but, like, there was three guys under me. Well, you didn't yeah. want to blow out your ankle? That's I mean, what? not even that. It's just instinct, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not just going to fall immediately. I know where my body is. I know, yeah. and I held on to it. I got a technical for it. Yeah. Crazy. It was... It was it, uh, you know, with any rule, you've got the rule, you've got the law, and then you have the spirit of the law. The spirit of that rule clearly is to prevent injury to the player and to the other players around him. Uh, and you, you just you don't call it there. You don't you don't you don't call it a breakaway. There's no and, and the one from the kid from Se- was a Seacoast Christian. He didn't even grab the rim. I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, it's awful. And all the rims, but what it is, and we all know what it is. It's 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 the commissioner, and it's you know it's it's these officials that that meet before the tournament, and they know they're going to be scrutinized. Every move they make is going to be you know over-examined. It's it's examined on a level that it isn't during the season, and they're going to be pressed. It's the same reason we see more uh, traveling, more more all kinds of things called. You know all the stuff that uh, kind of you know, maybe they let slide a little bit in the in a game in December or January. They don't. They don't let it slide in the tournament. And unfortunately, it's 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 unfortunate for the kids because everything they've practiced and played under for for twenty games, uh, they have to readjust. Talking with Callie Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. All right, Callie, I'll 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 get you out of here. Thank you for for getting on the soapbox with me again this morning. Really appreciate that. <laughs> what i do it's what i it's what i what we try to we try to keep everybody on their toes right and it's easier because when you say these things you're not here so when i go into meetings they can't be like why would you say that i'm like look it was just my guest i mean i don't yeah. know like you, you kind of can lean on that crutch a little bit uh, it's, it's, because we don't want to get you in trouble right because, yeah exactly it, it's, it's like i'm, I'm, I'm enough of that his own a thousand miles away they can't do anything about it yeah they already they already are looking for reasons with me so you know how that goes <laughs> all right my friend have a good uh, have a good week we'll talk to you in a couple okay good talking to you guys Thank you. It's Callie Oaks from the Georgetown News Graphic down in Kentucky. And of course, you can catch me in the Sun Journal every other week. You're listening to the B List Daily on the Spectrum Health Care Partners Studios across the NBA Radio Network.